Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Breakthrough Conversations. We're back with Ryan Ritago and uh, Anthony Belko from oh, you want to help? You want to help? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, bro. Thanks for coming down, man. I appreciate you, right, bro. man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah, um, yeah, it's good, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Bro. Yeah, it's like going to have some good combos here. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just jump in, man? Because um, working up partnership with um, Altered States, spending a lot of time there doing massages out. Yeah. Pretty one of the best masseuses I've ever been to. Thank you. Way. Did an awesome job. Um, what's the best float you've ever had? Oh, my best float. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shit, man. Um, it was, I used to, sorry, Dan. Used to be, uh, I used to work at Beyond Rest. Yeah. In, um, yeah, I used to work there too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I used to work at the East Perth one and uh, I had a really incredible spiritual breakthrough experience in one take. This is before I even discovered any form of spirituality, like, yeah. right? So I was fl previously floating and having like, these experiences where I was in the tank and I, I'll be in there like 15 minutes, what it felt like 15 minutes, and I would hear like, on my lid of my That's tank. East Perth, right? East Perth. Oh, okay, bro, everyone's, everyone's said, a lot of people have said that, dude. It's, it's creepy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. floated there? I floated there, but um, bro, I was like, don't go into that. I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shit's haunted, man. So yeah. I, was, I was like, nah, it's good, great, great facility. <laughs> um, anyway, so I was like in there like one day before a shift yeah. and the same thing happened again. But yeah. previous, a pre week previous, there was a clairvoyant that came in and at, at then I was like, oh, he's full of shit. Like, okay. It, like, you some know what I mean? Guys like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> she's, basically what she was trying to say to me, there was some sort of like energy attached to me that was trying to communicate with me. And I'm like, righto, this is like a bit too much. Like at that point, I was only in my, I was probably 26 at the time. Yeah, like 35 now, 26 at the time. Yeah. So I like wasn't really like interested in that. I was like other priorities. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we um, yeah, she just said, look, something's trying to communicate with you when you float next. Just like try and welcome it in. Just actually say like, just welcome it in. Yeah, just like, like hey, really? whatever you need to show me, show me. So here I am, butt naked, going into my float tank. Show me what you need to show me. Just sh show me. Inside the tank or like when you're outside? Yeah. I surrender. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've, like come speak to me. Anyway, it, would, it got real hectic real quick. So big knock on the tank again. And I was really just surrendering into this wow. feeling and motion. And all of a sudden, my eyes were open in the tank. Obviously, it's sensory deprivation or acceleration. And I could just see like a rip. It's like a rip in space time. I could like... I got up out of my, I was like, holy fuck, like, what is this thing? Wow. Anyway, I had the, it was, I don't know what it was. It was like a navigating voice that literally pulled me out of my body through this thing. Rip. Dude, just rip. I've told, I swear I've told you the story and I was in the next, I was in bit. the middle float room. Wait, this is your first experience? Nah, this was, this was my best float experience. Oh, okay. This, this is room two. Yeah. I went into room two okay. mentally. Yeah. So then all of a sudden I'm watching this like African man, right? Yeah. Like. That's my this, dad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's doing it out. He's doing it out in the flex. So you were actually out of your body. Like I was out of my body. Astrally. I felt out, oh. astrally out of my body. And there was a, there was a black man in the, in the bathroom area there. So I was standing in room two and I could see, you know, you can see across yeah, the bathroom yeah, yeah. area. And he was like wearing denim shorts. No, sorry, denim jeans, denim jacket. Right, and so were you still naked? Yeah, it, I don't know. <laughs> I would like to think I'd like to think I'd gotten dressed astrally, right? Yeah, yeah. Like at least my dick was covered up, yeah. <laughs> like astrally. Just a leaf. Yeah, just a leaf, just a little leaf. Anyway, so long story short, I got to felt another pull in rip in space time, and essentially I got to experience 
his life. And I, ver- I remember very vivid details of it, like the pitch he played soccer on as a kid, his journey from like Africa to here. Like, he sh- like in, in some of these visions, like I would be like, it would be like panning and it would be like this real gravel, red, poorly maintained field, soccer field with like rusted bars, bars were bent. And that's why they'll play soccer on. You're like fully in his memory field. Yeah, fully in his memory field. And the reason why his spirit was at altered, uh, beyond rest, (laughs) beyond rest was because he liked the cold floor on his feet because he had to used to walk in the heat every day. And saw his journey from like um, Africa to Perth. And I now experienced his death. Wow. And then it was- How did he die? Just natural, just on his- Old age. Yeah, old age. Just died in the hospital with his family around. And I was there watching it. It was horrific. And it was so emotionally moving. I was, I was the most rolled I have ever been from a float. And I've never had, I've, out of all the experiences I've done, I've never had anything that intense. Wow. Sober mind. It was before, yeah, it was before a shift. It was mm. crazy. But that was probably the best because it was like, I really felt that astral projection wow. and like just leaving my body. Like I now know what that feeling feels like. Wow. So was that, was that like your f- first like proper spiritual experience yeah. in the float? Yeah, that, that def- would have been intense, bro. That would, that, would have, that would have cooked me. Yeah, dude. Well, that, that sparked my interest into ufology mm. from there, like aliens yeah, and really? stuff. Yeah, that's where it, yeah. Okay. yeah, that's where it spiraled. So that sort of float experience like, really aroused my interest in like what, um, you know, what else is out there? Like how, how have I connected to something that makes zero sense? Or was I just having a really powerful dream? in the tank and I was dead asleep. That's just like trying to look at objectively, right? Mm. But it was a very crazy experience and it shifted a lot of things spiritual in me. I actually was like, okay, there is more to this than just singing Kumbaya and woo woo and smoking weed, right? <laughs> you know, and taking shrooms. Yeah. Like that's, there's, there's more. There's holding m- your crystals. Yeah, yeah, holding your crystals. There's, uh, there's more to it than that. And I truly believe, like I, I truly believe in the balance of like integrating spirituality and just showing up and just being a, a normal person. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. I think a lot of people overdo it. Yeah. Like yeah. definitely overdo it, man. I see it on Instagram all the time, like you overkill it. Just be a good person, be yourself. Yeah. Like, if you're a yeah. playful like person, like be it that like a badge in a way. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. And then you feel like if you want to be spiritual, like imposter syndrome, if you want to like, you know, is there a certain way to act if you've like had a spiritual awakening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Tough one, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, what's your experience on UFOlogy? Like have you had like a <laughs> Alien experience or? Actually, no. No? I, I've, that's, all I've, that's all I want out of this life, just to meet one. Yeah, <laughs> Not anal probed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely anal probing. But um, I, I've just found it, like, that's where my interest started, like, from that yeah. float. And I was like, man, this is, this ufology subject's cool. And I love a good conspiracy, man. I love, like, a good, like, mm. what, what if this is actually true? Like, out of everything that we've heard, in especially ufology like Roswell. Like my big question is, is why are a lot of these ex-army soldiers, um, you know, uh, or military that are close to death, yeah. or some of them like retired, but they've got nothing to lose now and they're coming out. And like, especially with Roswell saying they pulled three bodies out of the craft. Alien craft. Alien craft. Did one of them die because they touched the skin? <laughs> I'm not, the, okay. I don't know, yeah. I just, I try and look at things objectively. I've done, I've done a lot. Yeah. Like I've just, I just take it from face value of what these people have said and they pulled the bodies out um, and then they've kept the craft in like hangars and they've been trying to back it, reverse engineer their technology, which is where that like Bob Lazar story comes in. You heard of Bob Lazar? No. Yeah. Heard of you have Bob Lazar? Yeah. Bob Lazar, bro, right? Um, in the 1980s, came out and was like, 
well, they're reverse engineering an alien craft, they've got one crashed, you know, we're doing this, and everyone just laughed at him. He was a propulsion specialist. Basically got laughed out in the industry, life ruined. He went on Rogan recently, or last year. Oh, Joe Rogan. Oh, man, so good. He's actually got a documentary, um, UFOs and Flying Saucers. So he yeah. explains his life. Basically, there was, that he had found eventually proof that he worked at, like, bases like Los Alamos, and these people, like, all these companies are, like, essentially part of that military industrial complex like running deep 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 black programs that have no congressional oversight especially in the us and like wow. that's why i think like you know too too many of them are now coming out mm. um there was a um i forgot the guy's name but he was the chief scientist um at lockheed martin yeah right and he was just like this is what we've been doing. We've been interacting. We've been working with them, and that's where Bob Lazar's story comes in. He goes, "Yeah, I was I was required to work on the propulsion device, and what what I think, and if, I don't know if we got a computer here, but looking this up, when you look at they spoke about Element One One Five, he was speaking about Element One One Element One One Five in in the eighties. Yeah. and it only just recently got added to the periodic table. What's uh, Element One One Five? It's, it's this, petrol, right? Or a fuel? It's, it's like the it's like yeah, but not petrol, but it's like the fuel cell for this anti-gravity craft. So Bob Lazar said, when you go up to this thing, like this thing that you know, makes the ship work, you go up and touch it and it, you can't actually touch it. Like you're, it's pushing you away, like oh, opposite so it's force. like a magnet. Yeah, it's but a, like for anything. For any, oh, okay. Yeah, and basically yeah. how they say, state these crafts work essentially, right? Because they don't, they don't experience inertia. So when it goes, like they go, oh, like it was going at like light speed or whatever they say, and it just made a sharp right turns because they don't feel inertia. Because apparently what the element 115 does in this propulsion device actually creates a barrier in sound time, or it, bent, it bends gravity. Like its own gravitational pool, like a planet. Yeah. Like Earth is going yeah. to the universe like 80,000 yeah. kilometers an hour. We don't feel any propulsion. No. So it's like a similar thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it bends it. This, sorry, so, but this, so this effectively, this element effectively would make it easier, would actually make it possible to travel to other planets. Yeah, but okay. we, can, yeah. Yeah, we can go one step further and um, there's a great doco out there mm. called um, Unacknowledged and there's another one that's a oh, bit... Stephen, Stephen Greer. Stephen yeah. Greer. There's another one out there yeah. called Above Majestic. Oh man, it's, it's take, take, you've got to take it with a grain of salt. I'm not saying yeah. everything they said on there is true, <coughs> but again, yeah. just enough of the same ex-military people like that that have got nothing to lose that are coming out and these, some of these guys that are speaking out are going like they're not old they're not that old like they're retired but they're not old old they're not going seen or anything but they're mm. like they're saying we've got the technology already to go from here to the andromeda galaxy in 20 minutes uh, yeah, cool. i believe it i believe it because i think the, there was yeah. a there was a um youtube i think it was like a youtube documentary where they were showing um, the possibility of us ever traveling to another planet and would, what effectively they were saying is we'd have to find an alternate energy source mm. that would encapsulate the, uh, the plane or whatever that we decide to use in a, like, in like a field of energy. Mm. And this field of, of, this field of energy would have to like effectively... Um, pro you know how like black holes, like you, um, it, it sucks you in? Mm. So this field of energy has to be able to push out that, mm. that energy yeah. from a black hole. And I was like, damn. So technically, if element 115 exists, then that means we're like way ahead in, like in this technology than they're actually telling us we are. And that's, and, that's, and that's sort of the big question, right? If they're already reverse engineering it, like I always just use the analogy, take an iPhone and take it back to 1920 and just show them a few features and just leave it there for them to figure out. 
it would be like a mystery. Like that would be yeah. like, what the hell? This Alien thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is this? Like, yeah. you just think about where it is. It's like, and the other like theory is that is that is it us in the future coming back? And because of like our technology, our sedation lifestyles, how everything is now becoming automated, have our bodies mm. started to slowly shrink and sh shrivel away. Well, they reckon the greys yeah. are us coming back in time. That's what I mean. Trying to get our like, DNA so they can actually reproduce again. Yeah. They can't reproduce. They have to do it some weird mechanical means. Mm. Yeah, we, but, we, but we fucked ourselves up in an alternative timeline where we couldn't reproduce and we just became like this hybridization to survive on a yeah. desolate type planet. So yeah. It's really advanced. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that. That's the that's, that's the theory. That's the, yeah, yeah, there's that's that. It, insane. It's insane. But like, yeah, Bob Lazar, this one one five element, one one fifteen, whatever you want to call it. Like, man, if we're th if we're there, then uh, what? What? And these are the big questions that we need to be asking. Yes, like, even just recently, they're admitting that means UFOs. That's a phony. Sorry. Yeah, yeah like they've admitted you. They've admitted they've tracked um, UFOs. Like Commander David Fravor, Jeremy Corbell just recently went on Rogan. He produced the Bob Lazar doco, and they're just saying like the lid on the ufology and the truth is just it's it's it's, it's 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 literally about to pop. They just can't deal with it. Like the Pentagon have admitted it, so it's like it's there. Like we've we've chased identified craft that can don't experience inertia that can make sharp right angle turns. So there's all that sort of stuff there. But the qu big question is, is like if we're even if we do have alien reproduction vehicles like Bob Lazar's claiming and the technology's there why the hell like I, this is the big question why does it still take us like three hours to fly to Melbourne why are we still using the same jet engine yeah. tech burning like think of all the planes that fly around the day man and like yeah. the amount of fossil fuels that are being put into that amount of petrol like it's just an outdated tech and we're still using yeah, it it's come down to corruption I suppose, I think it's, yeah it's, it's money corruption yeah, yeah has money, to be money. Well. like all, all the oil companies all the park companies the petrol companies like they're multi-conglomerate oligarchs yeah. right well, yeah they huge all their money and their power yeah. huge you'd, yeah you'd, you'd be taking away all the all the the money that the sheiks make because mm. what the sheiks make majority of their money from oil mm. yeah so they'd just be fighting for what's theirs i suppose yeah i just think it needs to come out eh? like it, they, yeah. like t time for the they've got enough money like time to be accountable like there is this corruption and like it is so obvious and what we've just experienced ourselves in our time recently mm. last two years is you know nothing nothing short of that so yeah yeah it, it, it's, in, it's interesting hey like we had a guy on the podcast robert bruce who reckons he was abducted by aliens on oh. a multi-dimensional spacecraft. So they either took him physically, but this ship he was on was, was, was five-dimensional, like it didn't actually make sense. And he could, he could go back and see the Earth, but originally they took his memories away. Yeah, like yeah. Absolutely. They just removed it. But he had a strategy because he was like this guru-type guy who could actually go back and reclaim his memories through deep meditation and through mm. all the states of being. And he finally got it back and he said, what they told him, they were doing culture training with hundreds a day of people on the earth to teach them, educate them on how to become better people, kindness, love, um, removing racism and things like that over the course of the last few decades. Mm. And those memories would be subconscious. Mm. And that was a pretty interesting story. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I'd love yeah. to chat with him, man. Well, yeah. he, like, what are they saying now? Like, uh, last time I looked, science has said, oh, we've, mm. we've got 11 dimensions, but now they're claiming upwards of like 26. Yeah. from what I'm saying, like dimensions. dimensions and it's yeah. like, if we exist in the third and this coffee cup is a 3D dimensional object yeah. and we're piling the 3D dimensional being that's just full of blood and guts and yeah. bacteria and viruses and like we've got this conscious body, what what is that capable of? Like if we were to sit here right now and picture what our death would look like or what our future could look like, we can actually create it in our minds like in, in, at an instant, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, so yeah. like if, there, if there's physicality in like fourth, fifth, sixth dimension, like what would that... 
look like? How would they operate as beings? Like what level of evolved consciousness that they are? Like how do they work together as society? How have they dealt with segregation, opposing views, left versus right, up versus down, all the, all the bullshit, right? How have they maturely, and that comes to like, you know, that culture and our mindset, like yeah. we're so like spiritually unevolved. Like yeah. we're still like the teenage phase of, yeah. of, of life. And, yeah, yeah, kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, bro and brother Mitch, like brother Mitch pointed out, so like spiritually we are so just immature, like as a society in general, yeah. like, like that, like the segregation that we've just experienced recently, vaccinated, unvaccinated, yeah. right, man, that was, the, that, that's going to go down as the biggest blunder in human history. Yeah. But Be most people still don't realize it now. I watched Jimmy yeah. Carr last night, the comedian. Yeah. And he's like, people are just blatantly bad mouthing anti-vaxxers. And it's making the biggest joke out of him. Yeah. And it's just like, it's still going on now. It's just like, it's, it's hilarious. But the majority still laugh and they clap at the, those types of things. Yeah. Which it just shows their, their ignorance on so many levels. Well, yeah, but I think it's just one of those things that has to happen, has to like... And there's, I think the difference now mm. is there's just so much documentation. You know what I mean? Mm. There's yeah. like so much evidence. There's, there's going to be so much like... There's just going to be so much that, that you can just show, like, holy shit, like, this is the state that humanity was in mm. at that time. You know if someone's going to wear a mask in the car or at the park by themselves, then obviously there is no common sense. Like, you can give them all the articles you want and proof. They're just going to go over their fucking head. Yeah, they so, don't want to... television said so. It, right? it, I was like, I was, um, I was at the shops yesterday and my heart, a little bit broken. Like, almost, mm. sometimes you just almost want to say something. So I was listening, yeah. I was in JB Hi-Fi. And I was like, a woman wearing a mask and a, and a gentleman on the larger side of life, like larger side of life, a like woman serving him. Like yeah, yeah, larger side of life as well. Because like, you know, let's look at the data. Most of the actual deaths have been in people with four or more comorbidities. Mm. They've usually overweight, especially if they're in the lower age gaps. Yeah. Anyway, I was just listening to him. He goes, oh, yeah, I've got like, she's like, I haven't got COVID yet. I've, I've had four vaccines. Like, thank God, you know. And um, he's like, oh, I've had, I've had three and, you know, I still got, I think I still got that long COVID and I had to go get my chest checked and I've, I've got emphysema and, you know, I have to go get heart checks every four weeks. It's bloody ridiculous. I'm staying away from that fourth one. And, and they're just like completely clueless to the fact that like... You got to the fourth one. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You got to the third one, you're going on to the fourth yeah. one. Yeah. I'm just listening to these people that just clearly don't, understand or embody health mm. you know and I, I was just listening to this poor gentleman talk and i was like man like i just i, I, I you just want to help them like first there's that like a aspect of judgment where you're like oh, sheep you know what i mean like yeah, it happens like, oh. it does happen, yeah, yeah. yeah it does yeah. happen but then you try and put that shit aside and you're like man this this person just has no idea probably even how to one start by cleaning up his gut health start by like actually exercising getting better habits like eliminating just basic food groups just to start yeah you know to start getting your health on track start tidying up your lymph start like incorporating more fruits more juicing more sunlight mm -hmm. less screen time less EM exposure emf all, all those biohacking things yeah. that we all know are, like you know that we're all aware of and you've probably yeah. had heaps of people on this podcast talk about it but like there's a whole population, the majority, that don't understand any of these basics. Mm. And that's what's hard. Scary. It's yeah. scary. It's scary. And this is where the government are just like, huh. You know, like what, what, what pissed me off, right, as an as a educator is that I know that, and, I, and I've, 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 I've challenged this at the, at the level, not challenged, but asked, asked the big question. Like I know that the Department of Education employs, there's, there's unhealthy people that work there. I see teachers with extremely unhealthy habits that 
usually don't embody the very lessons that they teach, mm. right? Like and phys ed, massive phys ed teachers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. yeah. It's like, would you go take financial advice from someone who's gone broke? You know what I mean? So there's all those sort of like things that you got to ask. But I challenge the question. I'm like, how someone like me, who's embodies health, you know, trains hard, mm. has made a choice. Yet I have like it's at the expense of my financial livelihood. And that sucked, like to have everything taken from you due to a medical choice, like actually being in that. Mm. But that's why I was, you know, fortunate enough to, I'm not the most business savvy person in the world, but I definitely believe in like multiple streams of income. Mm. And I was comfortable walking away from like where I was at, you know, being yeah. miserable to where I am now, mm. which is like, yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. which is earning similar money, but working way less and having way more freedom. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I found that COVID was a big catalyst for people to mm. go outside of the comfort zone or forcefully go out of the comfort zones and um, life's worked out better in the long run. But at the time, it's still like shocking to see, okay, you can't work anymore mm. at all. Yeah. And there was, with my line of work, there was no option. Like, mm. it was like, you need to walk away, you can't have anything coming back. And I took seven months without any income at all. Thank fuck, I had some money in the bank. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If, 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 if I had, had a family. Mm. If I had a family or a mortgage, like my sister, for example, she didn't want to get it, but she did because living week to week mm. had three kids you want to do it but like look yeah. at where you, like we did amongst men together yeah and just the growth that you made like from the man that i first met when i walked in and met you to the to the man sitting in front of me right now man you've this COVID experience has probably been one of the best things that happened to you as a man i i, yeah. I feel i just feel like you constantly have just leveled up like mm. I'm so proud of you, what you've achieved so far. The juice company that's so popular, mm. you know, all my like massage clients I'm come through, I'm like, yeah, you need to get on juicing here. Like he's Brad, yeah, my boy, like, it, yeah. It's just like trying to like mm. help, you know, build each other's hearts out, but you definitely yeah. deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks man, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome, yeah, that, that juice money was getting me through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My account was getting low, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm, I'm fucked right now. <laughs> yeah, I had that, I had, I, I know what that scary feeling's like. You, 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 re, you go into that like scarcity mindset. Yeah. yeah so like now for me like i think going forward is like how i'm gonna mm. how i'm gonna capitalize do i do i expand myself as a, a, a as a massage therapist um and and offer like training or train someone up or you yeah. know like build it build up build it up through altered states there's all these questions that i'm i'm asking because you know i've got a very strong human human anatomy background and my, my work speaks for itself as you've yeah. experienced <laughs> uh, yeah you do a good incredible massage for it. like yeah, my yeah. hips and glutes were so cooked but afterwards i was like wow man i'm feeling like so loose especially with the dancing <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah like, i'm a different man over here yeah brett was um, laying down those dolphin dives <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be done bro wow <laughs> yeah you do good awesome man yeah um i think i was gonna ask as well bro what are your thoughts about like emotions and like traumas being stored in the body through massage and stuff like that have you experienced I can I can I actually like say this honestly and truthfully? Like I I do I do believe that yeah. Like I've I've noticed when I've worked with like really <coughs> conscious embodied men. I've mass I've massaged everyone in between. Yeah. Like everyone in between. Like I've massaged a lot of people. But like when I I find when I've had the like females mm. um, that have like gone through some form of traumatic experience, I found like during my treatments I've had unlocked emotion in. Wow in the body but said like i'm actually not mm. trauma trained i'd love to i'd love to learn more yeah. but it's I've, I've noticed that when i've released things it's caused an emotional response have you but, felt that emotion as well like, um 
you obviously you feel that energy shift like yeah. i'm not like oh yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Whoosh, you know like some people do they run their hands over their body like they try and throw these things away it's yeah. just like you, you feel into what they're what they're putting out and it's it, that was been a very a, a new new experience for me um like as of the last few years but i don't actually do trauma work on people yeah. like actually it's just something I don't, I don't offer it as a service it's yeah. literally just you come see me like if you're restricted here like your lower back's not working well or like with fighters for example like yeah. the boys um yeah, and some of the female fighters but like especially like the lads that you know, don't really pop head kicks as high or they're sore like the training load's hectic yeah. you know we talk about that later Did but you work with mma fighters or ufc fighters yeah 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 um I, well, essentially like while we're live um essentially what i do is i, I do all, like all the massage yeah for like a, a bunch of pro mma fighters at scrappy's mma and i'm just gonna say something about the sport man like so addictive yeah so fun mm. and i'm so grateful and blessed to like train with like the and and be friends with some of the nicest guys ever like you want to meet someone that's humble and and grounded and has spent time inwards mm. through being facing the most extreme adversity by having your head caved in on the floor or like being choked out yeah. or like being in the wars or like being covered in but like these guys have just like learned how to handle adversity and discomfort mm. in the, uh, like with adrenaline going everything and it, it does change you i've i've just noticed within myself i i started i started two years ago mm. started two years ago in it and um managed to be um, blessed to start ma um, massaging my, my my coach at the time like josh josh della and gave him a session and i was like you know what let's let's trade pts for massage you know it's a good good deal he's a phenomenal coach phenomenal yeah. phenomenal like iq of the fight game and then that led me to massaging his brother jack della madalena and who's now currently in the ufc as a welterweight undefeated wow damn yeah man um right like when i first met jack like the nicest guy i was like man this guy's aware he's embodied he's conscious he's a freaking insane athlete mm -hmm. and he's just general like just down to earth like loves loves a chart you know again yeah. on a good topic convo loves a chart and um, when i first met him i actually didn't realize the significance of you know who he was like going for a fifth title defense as a welterweight for the australian mma scene called eternal which is like a, essentially a direct feeder for the UFC to identify talent out of like Australia, for example. So there's been some good fighters that have gone through Eternal into UFC. Um, Maybe wrong, but I think Alexander Volkanovsky went through that channel. Oh, yeah. And now we've got like Jack Della, like they're going through it. And um, yeah, I work with these guys and that's why I jumped into the training of it. Like I got, I honestly, I used to, I used to like bodybuild train. Yeah. I was a competitive powerlifter. And I got so, I, I don't find that training just, I can't, it's not satisfying enough for me. Yeah. Like I've moved, I moved into the transition, like really get diving into the MMA probably like since, since the start of this year. And now just doing more and more training sessions, really learning the skill. And what I love about being down there is one, I can walk in there, I can check in on all the fighters. Mm -hmm. Usually it's a chance for them to see me face to face, check, check in on where they're at, mm -hmm. book their, book their massages with me. And, um, yeah, I get to be part of the programming and know what they're going through each week. Mm -hmm. So when they're coming to me and they're describing sore areas or like, you know, what they've gone through, I'm like, hey, yeah, I know. Like, I know your neck's going to be tired. If they're coming to me, I'm like, yeah, we spent two hours on Wednesday just doing guillotines on each other. Like, you know, we've got to yeah. yeah. work the neck. So you, yeah. you become aware of the programming or the actual loading of what, what they're experiencing. And 
I, the other thing I'm really grateful for is just to be welcomed into that environment with open arms. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not claiming to be, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to get into this game to be a fighter. I have no desire to compete, but to be welcomed into that such high performing professional environment where we actually have fun. The, the, the guys there are like, it is like a family and yeah. you know, they give each other shit, they train their asses off and they're just, uh, just another bunch of awesome dudes. Like the brotherhood we experienced in amongst men, like yeah. it's, these guys share that same bond mm. at the, and, and as, young men that are going through it like i see i see young kids like there's a young kid loza you've met loza lawrence whitesmith the man child man jesus christ this kid like is going to go far but he spent his teenage years as like an early teen mm. training under the likes of jack Della and josh Della and oh, wow. you know jack becker and those guys and getting beaten up by them and actually building his own adversity mm. like you know his own resilience to adversity and even now just how he presents as a 19 year old 20 year old the kid is just so nice so humble, knows how to hold a conversation, mm. not, not in discomfort when he speaks to adults. Like, I'm like 35 now, and mm. I talk to him like he's just like one of the boys, and he can hold a combo. So you reckon like the art of fighting helps you become like a much more emotionally stable, aware man who can just handle himself? Yeah, 100%. I, de yeah. I definitely think everyone, like, I think every kid should be doing martial, especially with the amount of dopamine that they've got access to now with their phones. Mm. Um, and what I love about MMA or martial arts specifically is at the gym, I can just check my phone and check Instagram and it's just not doing like do a set Instagram, do a set reply to a message. You're not actually disengaging. Yeah. When you've got gloves on, your mouth guard in and shin guards on and you're told to spar for five, five, five minute rounds, yeah. you've got a like, you you got, no choice, yeah. you've got no choice. Your phone's away in the bag. Like you get an hour and a half where you're in your mind, figuring out strategies, re responding to your own adversity, breathing. And it's just, it's just the best. Yeah. yeah and I, and I, and I think even, even women should do it as well. Like yeah. we've got heaps, like heaps of like women down at the gym now and they're just awesome, mm. awesome fighters. Like, you know, they, they roll hard. Uh, you know, from what I've seen, yeah. and I, th I just think it's something every kid should do or grow up with, at least experience once. Like, and I know Rogan's massive on BJJ, and yeah. you know, it just does. It's like body chess, like some sort of martial art. I think every kid should be involved in, or some sort of level of where they're responding to that physical adversity. Mm. Yeah, because like you see it so many times now in like bars and nightclub fights now. People the cow punch. They've just yeah. they get they get drunk. You know, neurotoxin, mm. and they. They act, they act irresponsibly and, you know, they, they get into fights without the skill set of actually having to fight, mm. you know? I know, yeah. I know the guys that I train with, the last thing that they want to do is be, be in a street fight or, like, get in a fight or start a fight. Mm. And that's, like, that's a very powerful thing because it keeps you grounded and centred and the ego really controlled. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nothing yeah. to prove if you're already Yeah, player. and that's, like, talking about, you know, Jack Della, Jack Becker, um... Like, and you know, my, my business partner from Ioana, Dan Williams, Dan yeah, Mini yeah. T Williams, like. I met him at Breathwork, man. Yeah, you I had no idea he was like a pro fighter. Yeah, like dude. The most humblest guy, like from, from Willow and stuff. Dan's like my spiritual hippie friend, man. I love him, but yeah. you put him in a cage, dude. Like, he's a flyweight fighter. Oh my God. Yeah, like, I've seen him fight. Yeah, dude. I, I could not believe it. I was like, holy Yeah, fight. he won a fight bonus last fight and knocked a guy out. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like, it was funny in the fight. The guy was like singing at him, like being a bit cheeky. And um, this guy came in and Dan just planted the best shot and slept him and sort of wobbled him and fell forward. It was, it was wild. But the, the pattern I noticed in these guys is the, is 
being the humble side about them yeah. and how centered they are, you know what I mean? And how focused they are. And it's not a matter of like, these guys still got their personality. They're still like the best guys, but they're just, they're just grounded. They're that, sorted. Yeah, Bruce Lee type. Yeah, yeah, it's like they've done the work. Like they've done the work we all seek to do. Yeah. Like, and they've achieved it by getting the shit kicked out of them, kicking the shit out of others. <laughs> yeah, it's very humbling. I, remember, I, yeah. I, did, I did my first lesson of Jiu-Jitsu a few years ago, right? And on the first lesson, you've got you to verse everyone mm. in the class. It was my very first day. I'm just like, holy shit. I think I got tapped out like by every motherfucker <laughs> in that place. So I walked out like, fuck, dude. I'm, yeah. It's, it's, it's humbling. Yeah, I'm still, I'm, still getting, I'm still getting tapped, but I like yeah. it. Like I showed you before, like this. Oh, it's damn. Like from today, man. Just like, yeah. But I, I love that. I, I, you know, I, had a, I got my first mouse a couple of weeks ago. It was like where you got need. Oh. And I got need in the eye and I saw it pop up. And then I had a scratch here like last week. I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> work. I've worked yeah, hard yeah. because yeah. it's like, to me, that's showing I'm not, I'm not, af I'm, I'm not afraid to like, I'm, my confidence in getting a bit more dirty or being a bit more aggressive or putting myself more through those uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Like when I first started, as soon as you went near my neck, I'm like, no, no, no. I know what caused, I, I know the damage that can be done here. Like as, especially as a therapist, I'm like, no, no, no. And now I've just gone, hey, do you know what? If I actually just, listen to what they do or watch what they do and observe like going into those neck chokes or like being choked out or like being put in an armbar and like having your joints extorted but knowing if you just roll this way with it and you do that with your legs and do that like you can escape it and like roll with it or just make it a little bit less comforting by so moving around and flow rolling yeah. yeah like i've i've only done it twice now like that's grappling but like flow grappling like they do it Okay. They do it down at the gym and... The people you grapple with, though, they're pretty, like, trustworthy. They're not going to try and... Yeah, yeah, no, no. Like, no. Some people you see, can be a bit Yeah. Like, yeah, I've, I've yeah. had, like, yeah. you know, sessions with Jack. Like, we've, yeah. we've like, had, we've had roles together and he's... I, I, man, I know he, I know he could, as soon as he ups the gear, like, it's, it's game over for me. But he's yeah. so good at, like, working with people, even, even his brother, Josh. Like, that's why I love training yeah. with those level of guys because they're not there to try and hurt you and like, or you like know, assert their dominance yeah. Kind of thing. yeah, because how are you supposed to learn? Yeah, you know, how are you supposed to learn? Right. Mm -hmm. So they just go with it. And they're actually good at instructing. That's why I love like doing my sessions with Josh when I get the opportunity is because he coaches you through it. Yeah. And like, you know, he coaches you through that adversity. Like, it's funny, like I just found it like the irony of like, you know, having him like, you know, trying to like squeeze his face against the against his shoulder and you're like, Ooh, and he's like trying to talk to you like, yeah. trying to instruct you on the next thing to make it more difficult and it's just it's just crazy like mm. the level of like violence that these guys can bring but I don't know it's, it's an energy yeah. thing man yeah that's, that's cool yeah yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah I actually want to go to is there like a beginner's, beginner's class with scrappies or anything? yeah there's heaps okay, yeah know. get on the timetable come down yeah, I gotta do it man is it the, is it the, the MMA gym in down south Willerton Will oh Willerton, Willerton oh, yeah oh, so alt altered states Flow Center is actually on the same street as Scrappy's. It's literally, it's on Gimpy Way. And um, oh, Scrappy's no is right shit. there. Yeah, Scrappy's is there and then around a corner. And we've just um, recently obtained an ice bath at, Scra uh, at oh. Altered States. So when we set that up, we're gonna have the full hot cold therapy. So when you got like high level fighters like Jack coming through, they just like, they can get their, they can get their massages, have their saunas, have their floats, mm. you know, their neurofeedback if they want it. Wow which has been really good for like, um, I know Dan loves the, you know, Mini T loves the neurofeedback, just a good way for people to respond to those headshots and train your brain. Cause you've got to exercise your brain like a muscle, right? Yeah. So um, don't know if the studies are there, but like seems to like lower that, those signs of like ET, 
What are the the brain the concussion the post okay. concussion syndromes? Oh, wow. yeah. yeah, I don't know what's called. They're probably still ET. Probably still in the alien subject. <laughs> but um, yeah, the whatever the post syndrome is for concussion. So they've like shown that yeah. you know apparently lowers the risk of that, That's which cool. is um, and he notices it, he notices as well. So yeah, it's like That's so good cool. to have those businesses all all together. And, yeah, yeah. and I'm like loving that I get to treat out of the treatment rooms there. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice, yeah. What does it take to get your brand? out of the darkness, man, like you want to health and getting it into stores and like just making it happen. <sighs> Do you know what it is? Okay. With you health specifically is that the market's already like really saturated with, with plant-based proteins. Mm. Um, but like we look at, I, I've, I go look at our competitors. I'm not going to say some of the names, but like they've got emulsifiers on their protein. Yeah. They're using, they're using fillers or some form of filler. And, I, and, the, and, and this is not being biased, but we actually tried the protein for a while before we actually decided that we're going to start you want yeah. health out of it. And I tried the protein for about two months, two, three months. Yeah. Um, Dan did the same. And we're like, holy shit, we've got, we're on a winner here. And we're like, what's in these? It's a, our protein is it's dark chocolate, but it's not flavored dark chocolate. It's earthy. Like, it's only got six ingredients in it. Heap of macaroon. So it is an earthy taste. And it's, but it's a smoothie protein. Mm. Um, but even like some of the, some of the guys are just having it straight with water, but you know. I had mine straight with water just in the, in the bullet. It's yeah. actually really good. Yeah, I just, I have it like for me, cause it, like that, the, the, the taste, it's not bad. I'm not trying to rag up my own product, but like I love to have it with like banana, honey, um, coconut milk or oat milk. And then like add, add whatever your, your nootropic yeah. mushrooms in there, whatever you want to do. Mm. And I just find like that energy, like, is just crazy. Like there's, there's yeah, huge serving of macaroon in there. Mm. So you get that oof. And because it's like pea protein and hemp protein, you got that. It's, um, it's highly, it's a lot more digestible. So it's got more yeah. bioavailability, meaning your body's going to use more of it. And that we, not many other proteins are able to do that in the market. Like there's some out there that people got their fan favorites of, but we really onto like a real clean product. And like yeah. I said, all of our fighters are using it. Um, and like you said, bringing our brand out of the darkness, I'll, I'll, I'll level with it. It's, it's effort. You know, we're in a few stores, um, when we, but we, we figured like, you know, as a business for us, like trying to drive online sales as a way we can like manage orders. It's all the stock we, you know, we've got it stored yeah. and we can just do it directly from there. Um, the stockers are good if, if they are on board with, with what you see as a, as, as a vision. Like a lot of them are just like, oh yeah, just another protein. You know, so we're very like focused on who we have as yeah. our stockers. Like, um, so they know and respect your product. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, so Nourish Health Pharmacy, for example, yeah. in Frio, they're great. Like, they've got nutritionists there. Like, they've got all the products. Like, Cow Collectives there. So they've got they've got really good health products there, and we're and we're there as well. And she moves out. Like the nutritionist there, Amy, bless her, beautiful woman. She's she's pumping our stuff. It's great. Like, hey, you should try this because of how clean it actually is. And, you know, and, 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 and the actual quality of our product. Yeah. Riverton Farmers Market as well. Like, um, nice. they, they've, been, they've been one of our biggest supporters nice. as well. Yeah, like as a stockist. Um, they get into their martial arts, so it helps. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because why we're, why we're actually limited and people are like, oh, like, how do you expand your market outside of the fight game? It's because it's a hemp protein, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're like an AFL player or like you're a sport, um, that tests that, that gets tested for cannabinoids, you can actually get done for it. Where MMA, they don't test for cannabinoids. 
as a performance enhancer. It's still ridiculous, man. But they're, 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 they're not performance enhancing at all. No, I've, I've asked this to correction, to question directly from Asada. It's like, can you explain to me how a hemp cannabinoid is performance enhancing? It's fucking ridiculous. But, but they can take tramadol and they can smoke cigarettes and they can drink alcohol. Oh, it's just the way it is. It's like, man. That's the worst answer, man. That's <laughs> yeah. A yeah. Terrible answer. And then we look at, let me, I just link it back. Like, look what, look what they put us through with COVID, right? It's so, not corruption, eh? yeah. yeah. So, fucking out. Yeah. Okay. So, for us, it's really like getting um, good stockists out there. So, I, I suppose our next like phase of like our branding is really just showing the, the health conscious consumer that you don't have to be an athlete to use it. Like, it's, mm. it's a good everyday protein that you yeah. can have. It keeps yeah. you full. It's, 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 yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, I love it. Like all my friends love it. Like our fighters love it. They, you know, they're not getting that bloatedness. They're not getting the stinky farts. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. it's a super good protein for your gut. And I feel yeah. like if you start looking after your gut health first, and you start looking after your lymph, everything everything else takes care of the rest. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I think when I tried plant protein, I tried it for a while, and I was just like, was it Pana? Huh? Was it Pana? Yeah, it was Pana. Yeah, yeah. yeah I used to yeah, use that. Yeah, I just like that I tried was it for a while. Yeah, but, but, after a while, it's just the taste just got to me. No, not get me wrong. Some of some of the flavors were okay. Yeah. But after a while, it was just kind of like, nah, I can't do it. I couldn't do it, man. And then I tried I tried prana, and I tried um, what's the other one? Blessed. I think it was blessed. Blessed was alright. But again, same thing, man. Good but, 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 huh? Yeah, I'd, like I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll hook give up. It a shot. Yeah, I'll hook you up with a the tub, man. I yeah. hook you up because honestly, you. I know, you, I know. you do feel clean because like using yeah. pea protein that's the one thing you actually feel really good mm. but I just ended up going back to like my normal protein because I have like those what do you take? Um, right now I'm on WPI because okay. WPI is a lot cleaner a lot easier for it to go down mm. way less fillers in comparison to like gold standard yeah because mm. I used to use gold standard I used gold standard for years I used synthesis for years yeah, gold standard um, like the one back is, that, yeah. is that like a dairy based? yeah yeah gold, see, gold, gold standard yeah see I, I'm like if people can consume, if people can consume and handle dairy, like, oh, like you're blessed. Like for me, I can't handle any aspect of it. Like yeah. I have a WPI, and like, man, don't don't sit near me, like sort of thing. I just yeah. feel like my gut's turning. I just feel the bloat. So, and I feel I feel like a lot of people fit into that category. And you know, yeah. you hear that common expression, "Oh, protein farts." I'm like, well, here's Joanna. Like, it, it, the reason why I constantly use it, like I rotate my my breakfasts at like my first meal of the day, either between like. High, high volumes of fruit, or if I'm up in the grow and I have a little lion, I'll go, I'll go make the, the smoothie with, that, with, our pro, with the Yuana protein. Mm -hmm. And I, like, even today, I just like, I did three scoops today instead of the two. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna three scoop my protein before the gym. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of macro. And I noticed by the time I got to the gym, I was just like, <sighs> even now, like, I, yeah, you feel pumped, like just a lot more, lot more alert. Yeah. And I know, like, you cannot have our protein after the gym. Like, if you're like a 5 p.m. trainer, like you want to go to the gym at like 5 p.m. and you want to smash them, you want to protein when you get home at 6.30, you're not going to, you, you will, you may, like, but I found like, and our, our customers, if they have it at night, they stay awake because that macro root just gives them that oof. Mm. Oh, true, true, true. Well, yeah. Your test yeah. Like yeah, yeah, it's a great, that's what they used to use in like, um, like, the, like the ancient times in wars, mm. you know, um, the, the Peruvians, when they used yeah. to battle, they used to use macaroon as a way of a fuel source. Like it's less of it. They can take it ever and they can make it and they can have the adrenal support to do what they're doing. Mm. So yeah, this, that, it's bro. a cool herb. Yeah. Can I yeah. jump the topic? Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's go. Um, you were a teacher, right? Yeah. And how did you find the effect 
um, on your students and the kids out there when it comes to like the last few years, mental health, drugs, vapes, and that sort of stuff. Like, what's, what's going on with the, with the teens these days, man? Fuck. <laughs> Do you know what, man? This is such a good question. This is such a good question. I am. I think. I think COVID broke many, many aspects of our society, and I feel mm. like they're just operating from the de definition of sanity. If we do the same thing over and over, we might get a change. It's not like I... It's beautiful and quote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not. They're just trying to, they're trying to just rinse and repeat. Like kids are way too stimulated from their dopam like dopamine now, yeah. from their phones. Um, they're way too preoccupied with social media, like way too mm. occupied. I've watched... I've watched kids where I, I've, I've taught at, um, at my school just leave school because of an, in, like, you know, Snapchat incident, you yeah. know, like... What, what was the incident? What oh, man, yeah, they sent photos of themselves doing stupid oh, shit. Fuck, yeah. yeah, so, oh, like, okay. yeah, and it, 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 I've, I've seen it happen to really good kids where it's, like, ruined, ruined their reputations yeah, and, ruined, right. and ruined people's perceptions of them, you know, of them, of them as individuals, and... I think about what we could get away with when we we're in school, right? Oh, yeah, because there's no documentation. Yeah, there. man. Like, year 12, like, me and my mate had the first camera phone, so we were the ones recording all the dumb shit. But, like, there was nowhere to share them. Like, there was, no, yeah, 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 there was yeah. nowhere to share them. Like, it was just like, oh, look what I've got. But you never, you never did... You yeah. never did any of the bad stuff because it was so new. Now yeah, it's, it was so rare. It was yeah. so rare. There was one girl from Rossmoyne, I think. She did, like, a... She must have had it to a boy from the video. Mm. This is, like, when I was in year 11. And someone sent it through MSN to everyone. Yeah. And that ruined it. But that was like rare. Like that's the one in... One yeah, yeah. In, yeah. It doesn't happen and, now, and now it happens quite a bit. And yeah. I, I think because where in, industry's heading and where tech is heading, I really believe we are educating the wrong way. Mm. Aspect, like, I, I don't know. I'm just speaking from the experience where I'm at. I really feel like teenagers today or just a complete reshift in education mm -hmm. like okay by the time you're in year seven eight it's like or year nine yes you got to do the fundamentals like I, I get that but adjust the fundamentals so they're relative to the real, real world yeah like algebra why why are we doing algebra when we should be teaching these kids like how to like maybe do drop shipping and what those financials look like yeah. or actually how to budget like on a thousand dollars to live in this particular suburb mm -hmm. like often in wet weather lessons in because i was a PE health teacher um in, in wet weather lessons i would like do these things with kids i was like okay what car do you want to drive i want to plug i want a club sport <laughs> okay car sales boom all right let's look at insurance boom i'm looking at all this i'm like okay how are you going to make that money i'll do this i'm like okay what about the fuel for it what about how you what about like if you're going to go out in your car like you're going to buy food when you're going to buy rent, like you have rent, you got a house. So they start calculating these things and they do little bits of it, but I feel like it's so disengaged because I find that when I do it and really paint a, a reality to these kids that, you know, even if you want to go work, your part-time job at Woolies or Coles the next couple of years, but you want to live out of home, like be prepared to be parting just three to 400 bucks per week mm. just on keeping a roof over your head. So it's about like teaching about to be smart. Yeah. And there's no, there is not enough of that and there's not enough truly personalized pathways and i feel yeah. like by the time you give them those personalized pathways in year 10 you've you, you've lost you've lost a lot of kids yeah yeah you've yeah. lost a lot of kids and so many kids like they don't want to admit it but so many kids fall through the crack it does i see kids that just like uh, that they go off they're not off the rails but they just hate school so much because of like 
sit down, shut up, do learn this that has no impact on your life. Yeah, that's so, exactly the same. Yeah. It's exactly the same with us. Like, you know, like you go to school and you you think when you're in school that you don't like learning, you know what mm. I mean? Like it's like it's, it's so fucking it's boring, boring, bro. Yeah. Take yeah. from the 70s. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, Nothing, like, it's just not entertaining, you know what I mean? And now where I work, right? It's like, we give them assignments, they can use their iPads. And then you're facing up your battle of making sure they're actually doing the task at hand and not playing games. And if they're not playing games, you're meant to, if they are playing games, you've got to take, there's consequences you've got in place. When you've got like eight of them doing it over and over again, and then you implement the consequence, they're not going to get the assignment done anyway. So you're, you're, you're already setting some of these kids up to fail straight away. Mm. But phone call home. But yes, sometimes these phone call homes don't actually work. Yeah, their the parents, parents don't, don't give a fuck. Th their yeah, parents don't give a, a fuck, fuck. Yeah. you know? And that's so true. And it's just like, okay, how can we re-engage this kid into some form of learning, this student into a form of learning, uh, something? It'll be going out with the gardeners, like getting the gardeners. Like, like there's so many things that go on to make a school work that like are so relative. Hey, they might want to be chefing. Let's get some of these kids that are completely disengaged. That just want to use stuff with their hands. They're really bad in math. They're really bad in science. But in cooking, they excel. Let's go set them up with the canteen ladies like three periods a week. And if they, or four periods a week. And if they, they struggle in there just to make the basic shit or they rock up late or they do the wrong thing, they lose their privilege and they go back. Like there's ways that they, they could do things slowly to, to shift. But the whole education system needs to be, is, yeah. is, it needs to be completely rebuilt. And, and the thousand plus teachers that, in my shoes, that walked away from everything because of a medical choice, mm. disgusting. I do honestly think, man, that they, they have to do work. Like, we're, we're the teachers that are like, we see the things the different way. We see the ways that we can break the paradigms and how we can do this and how we can refix this so we're not a total fucking mess of a society. Because yeah. right now we're just, like, and I, we are down this way too far left orientated gender like yeah, yeah. So you this, took the question out of my brain. Yeah, yeah, man, like this left-orientated agenda. And from my experience, like seeing, um, how do I say this? <laughs> Walking down school corridors and seeing posters of all the types of genders you can be. You see that? Bro, man, it's fucked. It's just like, no, like, I get let's be inclusive. Like, I, I have to teach it as part of the health curriculum. But what I teach is like, these are the definitions. And do you know what the overall message is? If someone wants to identify something else or someone wants to be something else, let's celebrate them as an individual and just meet it from a conscious place of love. Let's just accept them. Hey, you, you want to you wanna identify as a girl and you want to... Um, do this and do that, sweet, I'm gonna, I'll still be, mate, I'll still love and accept you. And that goes to that linking back to that, as a society, the spiritual immaturity that we have. Mm. Essentially, we're just teenagers segregating, discriminating in our own unique ways, but just with fancy forms yeah. now. And it's like this left agenda is just getting out of, out of hand. Like I've, I, and I have incidents with it. I notice themes with these kids that have just been so encouraged to be so, to, to, essentially confusion. But if they are certain, but are, are so disengaged in other aspects of, of their learning, especially when it comes to their physical and mental health. And that's where I'm seeing the, this, this decline. And it's like you're pulling your hair out and there's so many things you know can fix it, but it's no, just like... Yeah, your hands are tight. You've either got to be really supported in your school or you've got to be part of a school that's willing to be part of like taking some big innovative steps. Yeah. Yet, yet to experience, um, always on the hunt to be part of that because I love... The one thing I do love is actually being a teacher.
Mm. I love like high five and all that like hands and they come into the classroom, you know, and I try and be that different teacher for them that they're going to remember when they leave, when they leave school. Yeah. Like oh, he wasn't the guy that like grilled me all the time on the assignment. He actually in, instead, cause he knew I was a shithead, like he would only make me do two questions of it, but only told me that if I only did those two questions, I was going to get a C. But as long as I was encouraging to do something, yeah, instead yeah. of like other teachers going, four through a D, I'm going to phone home D, and they sit there after school to like 4.35 o'clock, calling parents that don't give a shit, creating all these informal contracts, stress, 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 trying to get these kids to conform to part of something that no longer serves them or no longer serves them as individuals. Yeah. And I, it's just crazy. It is, yeah. it's fucking insane. It's, it's super interesting, like if you, if you look at like how China teaches their kids. Yeah. And like, it, don't get me wrong. Okay, obviously the way they do some of this stuff is a little bit to the extreme. Mm. But when it comes to like social media and like their, their phones, they've got a cap. And mm. it's like a, um, and it's controlled in a way, it's like after 15 minutes or something where you're on the phone, like TikTok kind of like switches into something like educational. Mm. Like no matter what it is. So it's it like, if it, it goes to like from normal content and then it switches to educational. Mm. And I think like, the way they're structuring like the their men and women is totally different to like the western society they're making their men and women stronger mm. versus us we're like dissolving like that whole like sanctity of like a family structure yeah yeah know, that, which is like it's nuts it's it is nuts, yeah man. like it's like i even like, we actually we actually had like a um a, a student come to snap back in the day and like i was like oh bro let me see your like curriculum like well, what do they teach you guys nowadays you're looking at history, bro, and like it is the most basic history. Like they're mm. not teaching you the important history mm. of like the world. You know, they don't mm. go about go and go through like different countries' mm. history. Like Australia has such a small history, man. Mm. Like it's a it's a such a baby country. It's a it baby is. society. Mm. But like if you if they taught them about you know like Russia, China, America, what happened in Europe, mm. they'd have a little bit of better understanding of like what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they don't teach them any like important fundamentals. Like mm. even the science that they go through is is like a it's it's so basic. Like you, there's no like true life skills. You're not really gaining anything. You know mm. what I mean? Like it wasn't I looked at the curriculum, I was like, man, like if you go to school in Kenya, you'd get smashed. Yeah. Yeah. You'd get smashed, man. You would. You would not be able to compete. Like it's. Yeah. Like the, the the what they teach you in like in what they teach you in like year one and year two is probably shit that they learn in like year four and year five. Really. Yeah. So they're really good over there in the yeah, schooling system. Yeah. The schooling system is like is next level. Because mm -hmm. when I moved from Kenya and I moved to America, mm -hmm. I was so far ahead that they had to move me a year. They had to move me a year ahead. Really. A year forward. Wow. Because like the, our schooling system there is just totally different. Yeah, everything is just so mm. so much more. But they're, again, they're also very strict. Mm. Very very strict. They don't they don't fuck around. Yeah, and I you feel like hit. huh? You get hit. They used to, but not anymore. Yeah, but I did get hit. I got hit primary yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. a little cane on the hand, but works. Yeah, works. Oh. Fucking works. It sets your shit straight. Like oh, yeah, now yeah. we're just like letting them do whatever they want. Like they can pull out these little white cards. I've got this. Uh, noises, uh, noises offend me and scare. You know, like really, yeah. Just chill out. No cards. way, bro. It's like, man, you don't have a fucking chill out card in life. It's called you face the adversity at hand, and then you integrate the lessons from that. How it made you feel, the discomfort that you made you, and then you go through it. Like we're, and this is why there's so many adults. There's this abundance of people now that are offering all this 
help around trauma and like inwards healing because they're all weak. Man, if you're if you're one of these coaches now and you're well like you're well established, like in Perth, like you're a breathwork coach or like you're whatever, man, you have you've made a very you've poised yourself very smart because the kids that were taken through this system now, and like they're nothing like you got. I get that if there's a kid that's got a, a a disability or a learning difficulty and they pull it out because they need it because certain things trigger yeah, them right. on the spectrum, which is completely understandable, but. Man, eventually that that kid will become a man who is going to have to face that adversity. He can't just be in his workplace and just go. It's my chill out card. Here's my chill out card. Don't talk to me till I'm ready. It's like no, brother. Like you no. need to face this shit now. Or yeah, like you might be man. married one day, and yeah. like his wife might want to like have the tough combo, you know. And mm. you know you can't just go. Sorry, chill out card. So, people just come out of school with their souls broken, confused, and. Yeah, and with no real skills. And vaping is pretty hectic, man. Like, I, I'll just touch on your question. I think vaping, I don't know if it's improved. I said I haven't been around for a while, but I know, like, talking to teacher friends of mine still in the game, yeah. um, they are, it's, it's, it's an uphill battle. Like, I drove, I'm not going to say the school's name, but I drove past one the other day going to the physio, mm. my physio, and I walk out, and like, just out of the school grounds, I'm watching teachers that are on the bus duty, and the kids are just like, like hitting the vape, just like cloud smokes everywhere. And the teacher's <laughs> like, too hard basket. Like, you know what I mean? This first thing they do is walking out and getting that hit of nicotine. And like, what is, what generation of that? What is that going to look like for us going forward? So, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be Just groomed for addiction. Yeah. Groomed for addiction, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that's a scary thought, eh? Yeah. If you were to bring in like one law that was universally applied, what would it be? One law? Bro, yeah. one, one, one law. One law. Uh, one law. Yeah, like one law, because universally. Bro, that's, like, that's hectic. Oh, that's sure. That's what I was going to say. Maybe rule, but like law. A law. Yeah. A law. This is freaking Valko's tyranny. <laughs> 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 one, one law. Valko's tyranny. In. No, not, not tyranny, but you get to choose. I want, do you know what I really want to say? Is we should have, there should be no poverty. There should be no homelessness. Mm. That shouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I feel like, and like this is a hybrid law, we, it's just way too much research coming out in the psychedelic space, mm. especially with like um, psilocybin effects on the mind and depression and mm. you're just talking to people. Uh, I know that use it as either a microdose or in, in ceremony and <coughs> fuck me, man. Like they, they, people are changing their lives. People's lives are being saved. And I feel like there's one law that we have to change is a complete reform in drugs. Yeah. Especially around those plant-based medicine ones. So free food, free drugs. <laughs> <laughs> free food, free drugs, free... No, nah, um, but yeah, no, honestly, honestly, it's just yeah. it's, it's one of those things that we need to have reform in. Like, I know in some countries now, mm. even Canada, like, you can go to, like, MDMA clinics and go sit with a professional. That's where I think it needs to be. Not like, hey, mm. like, eventually, go, people are going to do what they're going to do, right? Yeah. Like people can drink alcohol uncontrollably, unsupervised in their own homes and cause all sorts of shit. People yeah. can, people, even though cannabis is illegal, people are still going to grow their own plants and smoke it without a script. Yeah. You know, buoyant, whatever the forest is down south, like, you know, magic mushrooms grow down there freely and abundant for all, but it's illegal to pick them, but people still go do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, I th but I think where you'll create more of that shift is by legalizing it. So you're not going to get someone that's riddled with like serious mental health problems that's just going to take anything off the bat. And I feel like something like a clinic where there's actually a, a trained professional. And I feel like what MAPS is doing, that Mind Medicine Australia, mm -hmm. and psychedelics, that association MAPS, 
um, okay. maps. Yeah, yeah they're, they're good yeah, my, yeah, they're great. They're doing some awesome stuff. They're leading the field in that sort of space where they're like really pushing it for advocacy and change and like actually getting those because you could get someone with PTSD and do a do an array of either LSD or MDMA therapy or psilocybin therapy, and you can do some seriously quality healing. And, and uh, the studies are just abundant. Like that said, your brain, your brain under psilocybin and the more hemispheres that are lighting up talking to each other and that new, those new neural pathways that are being created yeah. um, within the brain and being enhanced. Like we, this is something that this is just undeniable evidence. Mm. But again, why is it staying illegal? You've got big pharma. Hey, look at our ineffective vaccine that your government yeah. spent 60 something billion dollars on. Boom, 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 boom. Like, take this product. Like, we're gonna, you gotta keep these things legal. And we're, again, man, like, we're just, we've just, we've just got a bunch of dickheads in charge. Like, they are, they're dickheads. They might have done their fancy degrees, but it's through an indoctrinated system in there. And essentially, they're fucking brainwashed. And we need, it's pretty funny, though. It is, it is, man. Like, this is, you look at some of the shit that comes out of these people's mouth. I'm like, oh my God, how are you, how do you have a job in this space? But yeah. As a kid, yeah. right? Like, George Bush, Joe mm. Biden, all these motherfuckers, it was always comedy watching yeah. them. Yeah. Talk, man. Like even Joe Biden is the perfect example of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Guys fucking dying, man. It's hilarious, yeah. bro. It's, it's hilarious. So but like, funny, man. why should the most powerful man in the world be a laughing stock? Yeah. The entire world and everyone's he's still in power. Leader of the free world. Leader of the free world. Like Julia Gillard was mm-hmm. like done for like I think a little bit of extortion, but she was yeah. kicked out straight away. Yeah. What these guys have done is completely like emasculated everything. And like, why? The, and yeah, they're, I, still in, they're still in power. Like I can't even believe that Labor got in on the federal election. Oh. The last fucking three years, there's, there's evidence that is massive. Yeah, people were counting the votes, and they were saying there was two piles: Labor and Liberal. They weren't even counting the minority groups. Yeah. They were just putting them in two piles. Because when you make a vote, because of the preferential seating, yeah. Either way, you're voting for Labor or Liberal. Someone's got preferential seating. The, like, po- the positive that came out of this election is there that Labor then had to go talk with these independent freedom parties. Okay. Yeah, so the, the, the more, the, and the, the, the voting pattern trends have changing. So when you actually look at the trends of where people are actually voting, a lot more people voted for independent. I never used to. I, this is, like, I used to just go in there, sign my name off, know that they're full of corruption, thought the Illuminati was running the I world. I voted once in my life. Yeah, drew a, yeah. Dick, drew a dick on the ballot yeah, paper. Same, yeah, and yeah, just walk out, or just be like corruption yeah. but this time I actually made I'm like no I'm going to consciously have, I'm going to consciously vote for all the independents and and you actually saw the trends and what we're seeing now that's why I don't think we now like we are watching these mandates fall apart and this COVID narrative collapse they're trying they got glimpses of it trying to hang on to whatever whatever narrative they're trying to pull but they're about to be found out in a big way um, and I know that the Labour Party have had to like create conversations amongst these freedom parties so it's oh, like that's, that's the silver lining it's silver lining it's still it's still it's still fucked yeah. like it's still it, it's it's still fucked and like i just want to like type a kid like I, I got i got asked to run for for the sidious one seat for, oh. for two independent part independent Beautiful. freedom parties yeah and for me like i was like you know what no i'm not that type of guy because then you've got to like dress how they dress have the formal process like no no like if you want the if you want like good people to come in and shake things up in a way and 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 lead the right way we're addressing all the issues logically with rationale and being open to other things especially like prime example the psychedelic front the other prime example is freedom of choice to put what you want in your body like having that sort of leadership where there's no poverty you know there's there's there i get ways of an actual full reform in how we address mental health you know what I mean? Like, not one person in this world should be like homeless on the on the streets, screaming, screaming at thin air because of like 
mental health. Like, mm. we should be able to like go in and fix that. And there's studies in there, like they said, talking about the psychedelics should be in there. We should be having this approach. We're actually fixing the fuckery of the mess that we've made mm. or that they've made. Yeah. And this is like this when you saw like this breakaway, like, you know, you're getting all these amazing guests on your show. Yeah. And we're all just like, you, there's these like leaders there that could just lead society forward in the best way. Just not only Perth, but like everywhere, everywhere. everywhere yeah. And there's so many, there's so many of us that have just had the veil pulled. We've had the veil pulled throughout various experiences, either spiritual awakenings or just seeing seeing the shit for what it is. And for me, it's been the combination of both. Have you done uh, mushrooms? I can't admit that on camera. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> plead okay. the fifth. Yeah, plead the fifth. Fair enough. Have you had an experience that has boggled you besides that rip in the, the float tank? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. Like, um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, I... Man, I, w I, you know, I really want like off camera. Really want to talk about psychedelics, but okay. like I know students will listen to this. Oh, you're right. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah definitely, fair, 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 definitely. Fair, fair. I want them to listen to this and know where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, they're the way I sort of said, like, I've done it in countries where it was legal. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure, like, um, it's legal in Amsterdam. Amsterdam has the has the has the nicest like. Um, law around drugs. Yes. It's, it's, yeah. It's yeah. one of the most interesting things. Like, yeah. Yeah. So let's let's if we re-edit re this back in and you ask if I've done psychedelics and yeah, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah. 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 Amsterdam. I've done it in places where it was legal, mm. um, and had beautiful insight experiences. It's quite funny how like this whole fucking planet. Yeah. Just one fucking planet. But like, oh, I've done psychedelics in this one location okay, and then like that's acceptable by society yeah, yeah. over here it's not it's the same fucking globe because the indoctrination fuckery of a legal <laughs> document and a law goes yeah, oh you're protected. protected that's okay yeah. even though you're like down south and you go drive two and a half hours and they grow in abundance there and you yeah. can eat you can eat you ones that can kill you yeah. and you can eat ones that send you to pluto yeah no, in a growing in abundance in abundance but yet like yeah. because of a law like fuck it's, yeah it's, fuck it's nuts man yeah it's like I, I that's the one thing i think needs to be reshifted in in school this in, yeah. in schools as well like teaching this teaching about psychedelics so, and the yeah. potential therapy the potential healing properties not go hey guys let's all go out and like do a go and coach you but like hey because they they all experiment they all fuck around with it it's oh, like yeah of course bro. Be, and and Especially then you now, see horrific yeah. things happen it's like okay if we if we're going to learn drug education in year mm -hmm. nine or ten or like you scale up they're doing drug education year 10 and it comes to the psychedelic topic yeah. don't just go eat a handful like people don't know these dosages this is what we need to be talking about it's or like, like pillreport.com yeah yeah like just like it's like okay like if you are wanting to try and you are going to be smart about start small don't yeah. like don't don't go full send because you yeah. you could end up mentally psychosis. hurting yourself. Yeah. You could end up in psychosis. I've seen some people who actually have a death wish, man. Yeah. Like, how many times have been at a festival with some chicks who's like just double drop like my bitch? You don't even know the milligrams in that cap. Yeah. And next minute you just have to fucking carry them because they're like literally like. Yeah. Like, I've seen that at festivals, man. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, I just don't care. Like, yeah. What do you mean you don't care? Like, yeah. They, sometimes I don't care if they live or die, which mm. is a scary fucking thought. Like. Mm. Anyway, man, sorry to make it so negative, but that's the thing, though. It's, it would be like all about the awareness about it, mm. right? Like in um, in Amsterdam, like they teach people um, stuff like that. Um, they have like different classes according to like how um, according to the danger. Mm. So you have like um, class A, class B, and class C. And mm. here, I'm pretty sure we classify like things like marijuana, mushrooms, LSD as as class B. So if you do get arrested, you're gonna you're gonna get a fine according to like 
how much you're holding, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. mm. um, in Amsterdam, um, I think all, most of them except heroin and meth are class C because technically they're not, they're not deadly. Meth is not deadly. No, no I'm, talking about, I'm talking about like the other ones are not deadly. Oh, okay, That's yeah, like yeah. A, a mushroom, psilocybin, okay, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, Whereas you have like class. meth and heroin is like a class A. Yeah. Drug. So the, the, that's, yeah. the, that's like. But if you, if you had the choice to do meth or heroin, you had to do it, what would you choose? Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. If you had to choose. Yeah, yeah I'd do heroin. I'd do heroin, yeah. Yeah, heroin, yeah, 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 probably same. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Heroin's from opiate. Uh, from, um, opiate, yeah. Poppy, yeah. Opium, like poppy, poppy seed? Poppy seed. That's yeah. the only reason why I associate my other plant there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck, man. That's like. Methods, this and that. Yeah, it's, and it's, cr and it's cr almost crippled our society. It's almost crippled some of the yeah, shit in Perth. There's so many. Yeah, man. Man, I've seen so many good people go go down to meth. Like, friends I went to school with. Like, I've seen, like, um, mates' girlfriends. I people I used to like, work with. I don't know, man. Is MDMA enough for you people? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, what more do you need? Yeah, what more do you need? Apparently, though, apparently that high, you can, you can, you can never beat it. The meth? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, well, then again, I know a guy who was your meth. He's like, yeah, he's like, it was the best thing ever. He's like, I would dance like Michael Jackson. He's like, I would sing like Pavarotti. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like I'd, I would be the, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, wow, that sounds like a good drug. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if you see the effects, like long term, it just degenerates your brain. But Some people yeah, are like man. whacked out of meth. They're just, they're just not there anymore. They're not, they're, not, they're done. They're almost not even human. You see it. I've seen it. I've seen it. In, I've seen it in people that I know. I've just seen them shift as yeah. people and how they actually show up energetically. It's like yeah. there's something just a little bit vacant there about them, yeah, a little bit something not, missing, not, something not, yeah. not quite present there about them. And it's sad. Yeah. It's sad, but it's their choice. You know, ownership of choice. If you're going to choose to do it, then yeah. fucking. That's a scary that's your... thing, though. Like, it's their choice, like free will, whatever. But mm. like with meth, sometimes there's like irreversible damage. But mm. with weed, like you can green out and chances are you'll be fine you know, you know yeah bro you, you would you would just wake up and go eat some food man that's it yeah well, yeah i've had times where i felt pretty low after weed if i've had it like multiple days in a row i'm like yeah. okay mm. i've cleaned myself up but you fully recover from it yeah like, stone over is not no big deal yeah so, even alcohol can be permanent damage oh man the, the 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 fact that weed is still illegal is mm. is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, it's it's medically yeah. legal in yeah. WA. Though. Yeah, medically legal. Medically yeah, legal. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I look, yeah. you obviously knew what I went through medically last year. Um, I don't sat in the podcast, but like, I could not handle any other painkiller. It would wreck my gut, and in turn, my gut would affect the issue that I have more. Mm. So I got, I got medical, medical cannabis legally, and fucking best thing ever. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's good, and it helps. It works. I'm like, I don't feel like shit. It's not like it's not doing anything to me negatively. Yeah. Like you feel great on it. Like you can forget. It's great anti-anxiety. Like yeah. the right, the, given the right prescription. And I think where it's developing to now, and like Medican, like Medican clinics, Medican, it, yeah. Medican man, like so good. Like you know, you speak to their doctors there, and like if you're presenting a particular list of conditions, they've they've got cannabis or cannabinoids or products that they can mm. prescribe you. Yeah, and it's yeah. great. Yeah. Like, like feeling a bit more anxious, like on here. Like, but the, the oils don't work. Can I get a flower to vaporize? And that it's mm. it's just where where it is heading. It's it is good. It's right. really good. Yeah. And like even I, I do take I do take it for gran granted. But I feel like the stigma and the um, the stigma on it still very much exists. I do definitely feel like it needs to be relaxed a bit. The older more. generation, for sure. Yeah, it's like older generation. Yeah, my, my parents are terrified of it. Yeah, like drink drinking 
out in your lawn drinking beers yeah. is so much more socially acceptable than yeah. actually sitting out there having a having a do or pulling pulling a, a billy out and having a billy because the bong looks bad yeah, yeah. the bong oh the bong psycho like it just yeah. has this negative attachment to it and it's like fucking yeah. jesus right like yeah. but then you look at alcohol it's like you're getting drunk you're actually man you're lowering your testosterone levels like you're you're inhibiting cognitive function you're actually like damaging your gut and creating heaps of heaps of inflammation in your body but you're scared to have a doobie and just relax a little bit yeah it's a fucking disgrace it literally does the opposite man how many how many how many people have ever had like a fatal accident on weed i I'm sure it'd probably be like one or two guys yeah. who just fell asleep on the wheel. Oh, man. If you look at the stats yeah. between, in comparison to like the damage yeah. alcohol has done to society, yeah. to like weed and psilocybin and like MDMA, mm. like even the stats behind it, it's uncomparable. No. They're not even yeah. on the same plane, man. No, they're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's not even close, man. Like the damage alcohol does in comparison to everything else is just like... We're living in a devil's playground. Here's, here's the interesting thing, right? I know the, the big debate in now is like t- testing for impairment. Like how do you like test, like, you know, it's, it, it, I get that if you've, you're a sensitive cannabis user. Or like, you know, you might people that can drink 10 beers and can drive fine, but their blood alcohol is lower. I get that you should never drive drunk. About four beers, I'm, I'm a good driver. Yeah. yeah. Calm, I'm just, no. I'll have two pints. I'll, I'll be able to have... <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, two, I can have like Sometimes, two... You know. Yeah, two pints in a night and drive and fine. But like mm-hmm. like cannabis, it's like down to your, your, your impairment level. Like you're not going to just freshly medicate and then feel the effects and go, I need to go somewhere, right? You pick and choose your time. But I feel like there does need to be some innovation in that and in, in impairment like i've yeah. i've i've been pulled over not pulled over because i was doing anything wrong but just like driving around late at night and just like hey like you know we're just doing a breath test and i've been transparent I'm like hey here's my legal patient thing i medicated today because of this medical issue mm. um that's what you're going to test for not impaired yeah. like fine and well, they, i'm pretty sure they don't test that on uh they, they don't have Wait, the technology can they can't yeah, no, no, oh. you can't. It's driving under the influence. If you've got the license, you, you're, you're medicated. That's, that's the debate now. That's, debate. that's where it's just like, I think, I don't know. I've, I, like, for me, my interactions with those police, I would say they were just more interested in seeing if I had alcohol in my system. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, which goes to show that is there a generation of police officers coming through it? It's just like, if I go up to a person, they're like, red eyed, smoke comes out the car, Dr. Dre 2001's playing, yep. you know what I mean? Or like, whatever. And yeah. they're like, they're fucked. Like clearly fucked, then maybe warranted for loss of license. But like, I I do think there needs to be like again looking at objectively. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, objectively. yeah, I understand but it objectively. Yeah. Like but you would want more like if you if we if you look at it mm. like alcohol impairs your system. It's gonna slow your reaction time. Mm. You're much more likely to take risk. Your inhibitions are like are lowered. Yeah, you're most likely gonna drive a lot significantly faster. Mm. So the the risks. And the potential of you having uh, or causing a fatal accident is significantly higher. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas if you look at someone who's who's smoked smoked weed and is impaired under weed, his reaction times are not going to be anywhere near his comparison mm-hmm. to someone um, as low as someone who's mm-hmm. on alcohol, and he's significantly less likely to take those crazy risks. Yeah. Significantly less likely to take those crazy risks, and most likely he's going to be driving slower, more carefully. I agree. Yeah. I feel like I feel like if you have done it, you're more aware of like your position on the road. Like you're more aware of like, oh, like you know, I'm in the car here. Like you know, for me, like mm. yeah, if I, like when I had my my issue, like I had, if I had to medicate in the morning, mm. right, and then like having to get around, like I knew I wasn't fucked. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you're still but like, aware. but you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm aware now, and I'm gonna like be mindful of like 
every everything around me you know and yeah. you just you're just a bit more balanced but i do think it comes down to like how we actually you know, measure that yeah, there's no yeah. way to measure it though, right? Like they got a tongue scraper. Tongue scraper. Yes or no? Yeah, yes or no. Like yes, you're done, and that's a, and that's a scary thing. And that's where yeah. like you know your politicians like Diane Bro Brian Walker are coming in really from the Australian Legalised Cannabis Party, who now got two seats in the upper house in the West Australian government. So they're able to advocate and make a lot of noise. Yeah. And they are like they're active as fuck on Facebook. That they're, yeah. they're active as fuck on their socials because they're they're trying to create awareness and <clears throat> bring attention to the fact that this is just literally a harmless harmless plan right, yeah and we shouldn't be giving it to teenagers like we need more education on that like i know teenagers do it but it's like make it legal man like it's hardcore lobbyists this, yeah yeah there's some hardcore lobbyists but again like legalizing cannabis and like legalizing things like psilocybin is going to destroy big pharma profits oh, and yeah. who and I, man i this is the i I, I, I think the amount of the amount of pharmaceutical drugs you'd wipe off the table anxiety pain yeah. medication um, arthritis medication. I subscribe. I, I didn't subscribe. I, I suggested um, to one of my clients mm. because she had um, she had arthritis mm. um, and she, she was suffering for it for, for for a long time. I was like, dude, just try like CBD oil. Mm. Um, and she was she she was like a little bit resistant to it. Did um, and then her sister was taking it. So because her sister was taking it, she got benefits of it. She was mm. like, she was a little bit more receptive okay. to it. Yeah. So she was having like. Um, arthritis, swelling in her hands, mm. back issues, knee, wow. joint issues. Um, um, she, was, she was also having like tightness in her muscles. And she took it within a week, pain, pain in her hands are like have subsided to like barely anything. Mm. Inflammation in her hands are gone. Infl like pain in her knee, gone. Mm. Pain in her elbows, gone. Mm. She's doing movements. The movements that we were, were not even able to touch before She's she's cruising through them now. That's and I'm awesome. Just, and I'm just like, man, like such a big win. And, yeah, and how, such a big win. How much more satisfying do you feel seeing that? But then knowing like she could just go to a physio or a doctor. It's like here's a cortisone shot. Here's some Celebrex, and we're gonna give you anti-inflammatories, and oh, we'll give you tramadol for when it's real bad. That's like, fine. That's yeah. Fine. yeah, yeah. Then you it get to see cool the result. result. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And like, and um, you would have, and yeah, it's, I guess it's a little bit more expensive now because I think it was like upwards of like a hundred. There may be like two, maybe two hundred and twenty dollars a month, which mm. is still mind-boggling to me. It's a, mm. it's a, it's a weed yeah. that I can grow in in, the, in in my backyard. But like even considering that, like all the pharmaceutical drugs you would have had to take over the last like three or four months, it still ends up being significantly cheaper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, what the ACT? You can grow two plants now legally. Oh, really? Apparently, yeah. ACT have really relaxed their laws. Cool. And it's like sort of like the, te I feel is that the testing hub, you know. Like, that's Canberra, right? Canberra, yeah. I don't know if Perth, like, I've always heard Perth had some sort of like two plant <coughs> thing going on. Yeah. I don't I know. You, you can, I think it was like you can grow, but you can't like, <coughs> um, smoke or something. something yeah, like, like how, do you, how do you monitor that? Like, yeah. Like what are you gonna like? What, uh, I think the, that's the way of keeping it ambiguous. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, yeah. hey, you're a cannabis. You, you want to grow? You're a cannabis plant f grower enthusiast. Yeah, you can grow two really fucking big plants, but you can't touch them or harvest them. But I need to trim them to maintain them because they're gonna grow over to the neighbor neighbor's fence. Yeah, <laughs> what am I gonna do with that? I'll just burn it. <laughs> Some of them smell really strong as well. Like I made a couple of plants. Mm. I could smell them from the front of the house when they were in the back mm. of the house. Just Beautiful, yeah. Aroma. Yeah. Oh, the aroma is nice, man. There's something like calming about the just aroma of a f yeah. fresh plant. Yeah. It is, man. I'm gonna jump into another question, right? Yes, go for it. Okay, so um, two options. 
Okay. You can send a message to people who are just graduating high school about to go on leavers. Yeah. Something like some sort of motivational thing for them or just some kind of truth. Okay. Or you can uh, send yourself a message at that time. So talking to young Belko, 17 years old. I'll send a message to myself. Yeah. Like, what would you say? Man, that's, what would I say is... Send uh, it. Send it. Nah. <laughs> um, what would I say to my 17-year-old seven, self? Uh, just leaving high school. Invest in Afterpay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> invest in Google. Yeah. Buy Bitcoin. Sell it in 2021 <laughs> before the dip. <laughs> sell it at 80K no matter what. Like, it's not going to go to 100. Like, sell it at 80K. Yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah, so I'd say, I'd say to myself those things. Like, more, it'd be more about, like, and enjoy the journey of growth. Mm. Yeah. Like, enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Treat women as best you can. Mm. Um, don't be misogynistic. Come from a place of love. Speak your truth. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, do shrooms I'm... early. Early, yeah. Do yeah. shrooms early. Do shrooms ASAP, mother. Like, when you're 21, do some shrooms. Yeah. Get onto that shit. Beautiful, man. And that's what I'd say to myself. Like, mm. go through those things instead of, like I said, the self-development wheels, like, for never-ending of, like, self-development growth. Yeah. And I feel like... Yeah, like I, I hear young kids now starting a lot earlier. Like not young kids, but like yeah, kids in their like early 20s. Mm. And I just look at them and how they show up. I'm like, man, you guys are going to be fucking awesome when you're 30. Yeah. 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 True, man. Yeah. True. yeah. Excellent, man. Mm. Yeah. Um, what, what about like um, levers? How, how was your levers experience? Like what would you... I'm not... I, do you know what, man? I was never a big... I was, I was never a big drinker, eh? I never okay. really liked getting wasted. I did when I was 18. Like the, the routine was me and the boys every, every Saturday night. It would be like meet in the car park, sink as many like Woodstock blues as possible, Damn, get a bit drunk, go stand in the line, go party, then go like party at Metro 3, then go out to Harborside to a wedding. That yeah. is exactly what Brett did. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. Metro's free. Metro's free, man. Upstairs to the right, looking down at the stage, the old meeting spot there. That was like, your, that was like our area like where you would meet. And I just... Um, I suppose like but you asked me what I would say to levers yeah and also how my levers was um, my levers was average man I went down for it for two days oh damn yeah true. I didn't stay the whole time eh? I went down I'm like this is shit everyone's just getting wasted um, you know what I mean and like I know some people oh that's like sick like I, I did partake in it yeah. you know and I you know, met a girl and like you do your thing and you know it's just like but it, it was just oh, I think it was just overrated yeah. and I always just found that it just didn't really truly align align with me so yeah. i was like i don't need this like i got my i got my whole life to party and have fun yeah yeah and i suppose like what i would say to like levers going down now and i do, do say this to my i do say this to like kids that are that like that i've taught that i graduated i'm like get your closest buds book an airbnb and just go somewhere and just have like your own fun together yeah like yeah. book a house have like 10 like eight ten of your nearest and dearest and just and just go experience and like create memories there. Mm. Like That's you, better, right? you've yeah, got yeah, your whole life to party because you can take those same buds and then you can go to Metro's free like I didn't be a fucking clown. Like and do whatever you want to do. Or like you can travel, you can save your money and you can travel and you can do, go do these experiences with your buddies. Amsterdam, yeah, Amsterdam Ibiza, Bali. go to Ibiza, go, 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 go to Tomorrowland, go to a festival. Yeah, 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 man, go save up your money for that. I've got a final question for you, bro. Okay. We're rocking on 1.30. Um, oh shit! <laughs> what's, the, what's the greatest gift a woman can give to a man, in your opinion? What's the greatest gift a woman can give a man? Mm. Trust. Trust. Yeah. yeah. 
trust an open heart mm, trust an open heart that's beautiful yeah honestly yeah that's cool. yeah given my experiences of recent mm. um and the growth that i've had within those experiences yeah yeah and i think that needs to be equally reciprocated beautiful. Yeah. and i feel like with a stigma of men not being able to be vulnerable mm. in relationships and um is is a load of shit i feel like you know we all need to be able to be honorable in communicating our feelings yeah. and what's bothering us and doing it effectively mm. yeah read some really good audio books on that front and it's just yeah. shifted the way i think about my communication with girls mm. women yeah women what was that book called again i've done a couple um conscious loving conscious loving yeah yeah, yeah conscious loving i did way of the superior man like everyone's done that yeah. Yeah. um and i, I, I haven't yet yeah i also went down like really yeah alison armstrong's work um way uh the so understanding women okay. and i did her other book like oh man i'd love to hear. let me can i pull out my library quickly because this is yeah, this is right. actually one of the most potent potent books i've uh i've ever ever read um library library the amazing development of men oh okay and uh, it says every man's journey from uh knight to prince to king and it's oh, just okay. like the what you go through in those processes and like i found in in that a lot of what i was experiencing in like my 20s and 30s was just this kid that just wanted to just be absorbed and get laid constantly you know and then as, and then you and i'm like oh there's this point where i've now like evolved to know what you truly desire and yeah. like and they talk about that king status where like i just mm. at this point in my life like i know exactly what i want where i want to be and i feel like a lot of men if they're not aware of these natural processes in their life they they run from it and i think that's what yeah. breaks down issues in relationships so yeah. mm. like for me what i de desire most now at my age is like, i can't i can't wait to find the right love and you know be part of that authentic love and authentic expression and and create a family yeah. Not necessarily, you don't have to get married, like maybe, like, you know, do you do that just to appease the societal standard or you just, mm. you know, be, be with that person and, and create life with that person. Sure. That's where yeah. I'm at. So, so would you say one night stands are overrated? Yeah, yeah. in your 20s, like yeah. they're fun because it's like you building your confidence and like your game. And I feel like they're, they're especially both, both, like both genders, whatever you want, all the genders, like all 400 of them. Um, you you i think they're good experiences for both mm. for both because you you learn a lot about yourself and what it's about True. you know but like right now yeah would i go for a one night stand again fuck to the no mm. got so, way but like just way more than i want to build a connection with you first i want to know if you've explored the depths of your mind mm. i want to know if you're heart centered i want to know if you're like relatively conscious i want to know if i can like be of my authentic expression to you that you're gonna yeah. you're gonna welcome and receive that as i receive you equally beautiful so that's yeah, uh, yeah, that. yeah yeah man yeah. that's where we're at you're a poet bro yeah. no i don't really man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it, man thank you so much bro. brother thank you man no, thank peace you. man dude that was a good podcast man thank you dude dude beautiful. that was sick. Yeah.